Yeah, we're not in the club, but we're right next to it. Me and my crew, we are country club adjacent. Country club adjacent. Country club adjacent, baby. Country club adjacent. Country club adjacent, baby. Welcome back to another episode of Country Club Adjacent. Today, we have a very special guest here. We have Peter Melton. And Peter's Woo-hoo! a very interesting person. <laughs> yeah, round of applause. Golf clap. Absolutely. Come on, I had to come all the way out here. Peter is a very interesting person in the golf industry. Peter, you have been playing golf for years now without a golf ball. Could you tell us <laughs> how that started and your journey playing golf without a golf ball? Yeah. Well, first of all, great to be here, you know, seeing so many of the shows and to be sitting here in the studio with you guys, it's 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 a thrill. So Yeah. Very yeah. professional. Yeah, golf We're yeah. very no, professional. Golf professional. Golf well, you're not actually here. This is a hologram. Right. Well. Yeah. He's, <laughs> well, he's AI. A- AI induced. He's yeah. not real. But I got an A in AI. Refused to show up in person similar <laughs> to his golf. <laughs> 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 my, my blood type is AI. So we're good. Whoa. There we go. That's wild. That is kind of No cool. clue what that means. Nanobots. <laughs> Just thought it was fun. <laughs> Easy. Sheesh. Can we start over? Yeah. Um, that's perfect. So how did it start? It started, well, I grew up playing golf. I grew up a, just a, a block and a plum orchard away from the fourth fairway of this golf course near my house. So Griff we, also has a <laughs> We got to, <laughs> we, to cut you off, but Griff does also have Griff a plum love, orchard. Griff loves, and Griff also loves hearing about a plum orchard. Yeah. yeah. He's a oh, plum I got big, triggered when I heard food. Yeah. Big plum orchard guy. Plum fights, mm-hmm. plum queen. Oh, all the Jake plum, plum bobs when he looks at his putts. Yep, plumber's butt. Yep. <laughs> good luck. So I loved golf from an early age, and and I played it a lot. And I I got good in high school and played junior college golf and got down to like an eight. Loved the game, played the game. It was everything. Then start playing less out of college, get into the work world, all this other stuff. Play less, play less. Still pretty good through my 30s, but then it's just the, I couldn't do it anymore. I'd go, I think I could not practice and not play and just go out and contribute a bunch at a scramble or go out and still shoot 85 or something. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, it's like I got to cheat a bunch to get <laughs> to break 90. Right? <laughs> yeah, we don't know anything about that. <laughs> no. no, it's like, no. I went, I went with my dad one time. He played for the Surge, right? And I went up to the guy who was lining up the whole tournament, and he says, well, what's your handicap, Peter? And I knew this guy. He was actually one of the golf coaches at the high school, but now they're 75 or something, right? And he says, so what's your handicap? I'm like, well, do you guys count all the strokes? <laughs> he said, what do you mean? <laughs> like, mulligans, cheat, you know, you guys, how do you do this here? Because my first tournament with the older guys. goes, yes, we count all the strokes. I'm like, well, then I ain't breaking 100. So the biggest you can give me, give me, right? Give me 30. Uh, but it was just that funny moment where it's like, are we playing for real? Or is this like when I go out with my buddies and right. fucking hit enough mulligans to get my game somewhere in there? Yeah. Right? It's like, still want to make pars and bogeys. For Love a good sakes. mulligan or yeah. 10. So I started getting really frustrated and not enjoying the game because I still think I should be able to hit good shots. And so then the moment happened, my mom retired and she says, Peter, I want you to teach me to play golf. And I'm like, cool, but you can't get all frustrated because my dad was somebody who retired playing golf three times a week with his buddies, but still come home. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah, I, I'm like, are you serious? I'm believing this is the American dream going on here. You're retired. Right. You're playing golf three times a day, three times a week with your buddies and a beer and a sandwich and, and you're come home 
bothered. It's like, Ugh. and it's tearing your family apart. <laughs> well, Golf is tearing your family <laughs> Unbelievable. apart. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> and something had to be done. Right. So I tell my mom, just don't get upset. So it's easy not to get upset the first few rounds. But then she calls me up. Peter, I'm starting to get upset. How do you play without being upset? I'm like, I don't know. I'm currently not playing because I'm upset at the fact that I can't even. She says, well, you got to figure it out. And I said, OK, I'm going to figure it out. Why do I get upset? I get upset because the ball doesn't go where I want it to go. So clearly the problem is the ball. There you go. <laughs> you're Peter, not you're, wrong. You're a flipping genius, right? It's like, well, what does that mean? I'm going to just play without the ball? And I tried. I remember the first time I tried it was the 18th hole of this round. I was playing with a buddy in Arizona. I'm like, I'm going to do this thing and just take the same exact practice swings, tee up, no ball, swing. I'm like, that's down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm charging off, right? And I go down there. I set my bag down. It's like, look, that was nice, 270 drive and that freaking a right it's like i've got like seven iron in here this is great so i get my seven iron and i'm like like oh it was just off the edge of the green i'm like well hmm, okay close enough and walk up there and i love chipping the little chips around the green and chip ding, 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 ding birdie there right? you go <laughs> right down the three and i'm like this works i like this <laughs> right and so about a couple days later i went to play nine holes at this little executive course and it's like Oh my God, when you don't use a ball, your monkey mind is gone. There's none of this yuck about the last hole, and there's none of this fear of the next hole and competition. And all of a sudden you're just like, oh, you know, you're you're in heaven. You're zen. You're zen out, total zen golf. It's like, my God, the ball's been freaking things up the whole time. Whoa. You're not wrong. This is I think you're just ahead of the curve here. So do you get people like on the golf course that see you doing this? look over and going, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> and do you get people you tell this about that are like, is this guy out of his right. mind? Just instantly you're crazy unless they sit with it a little bit. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. The mental game is important, right? Or some people say 80, 90%, you know, mm -hmm. that you've got to have your head on straight if you're going to yep. perform continually or want to get better. But do you ever practice that? Um, no. no, I don't. <laughs> no. I read a book 10 years ago. Maybe that helped, you know. Do you do you ever play golf with a golf ball? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I do. So the way that it played out after that is I played a few times without a ball and fascinating stories and weirdness and people going, why would you do that? And I'm telling them and it's starting to make sense. But then, yeah, I would play. I'd only play without a ball. I don't know, like once a month or something. It's not like I do it all the time. Right. I do it for the it's, it's like uh, exercise of some degree. It's uh the, the opportunity I think that really exists is that you can set your mind a different way and that you can realize how much you're leaving behind out there when you play serious for score and and you miss the beauty of the course, the camaraderie. You know, when you're done and you're out drinking afterwards, like, yeah, that was fun. But when you're in it, it seems like for most people, and it was for me, it's like, it's this grind. Yeah. To grind. So, so would you say that your playing without a ball is more of a mental exercise than it is like actually just playing without a ball? Yeah. So what I found in playing a little bit, I'm like, wait a minute, this is really giving me a new mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And and this is I'm because every chip I take and every putt I take, I have it go in the hole in my mind, right? Wow. So it's like 
I do a long, uh, you know, not chips too far, but chips close to the green that yeah. I'm comfortable because I've made in my life many times. Right. Right. It's like chip, ding, ling, 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 ling. And I make the sound of the ball going in the hole to anchor. Love that. Right. This full body experience of that's in. Right. Yeah. And so when I play without a ball only, then that's one thing. You charge up, you grab your non-ball, you write down your three, and you charge off to the next hole. But the way that it's played out more is a, a mental tool that I use as my my last pre-shot swing, right? So a couple little swings, step up, and I do a full-on visualization of this shot all the way to where it ends or all the way to clink, clink, clink. And I have to have the courage to say the clink, clink, clink. Like, I just imagine that going in. Yeah. Now I'm going to step up. Now I'm going to step up to the real ball. And I come up to it with this whole different story coming forward. I'm not like, ooh, I hope I do this good or let's get this close or whatever monkey thoughts might be going through. I go up to it with, I just made that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's then I, gotta wow. boost your confidence. And and so, what is your lowest round? What's, <laughs> I'm very curious. What's your what's your yeah, what's best your round? Career? And what's your worst round without a ball? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know the range we're talking it's about really here. Good. Yeah, the ranges. The ranges. I pretty much make birdies all the time. And, yes, and a few eagles. Whoa! So it's I mean 18, because 20, 22. Doing it for so long. Because I've been doing yeah. it. But yeah, it right. took a little bit to get there. Of yeah, of course. Um, but it's really it's a it's a tool that you can give yourself a self guiding uh, possibility because you are doing it. No one has to tell you how to do it. You just have to dare to be silly enough for yourself mm. or dare to be wild enough in your own mind to say. I'm actually going to do this yeah. and see what happens in me. Because uh, even from the beginning, it was never worse than pars or, you know, and a few pars. And did you ever get a bogey? I have. <laughs> I did get one bogey that I said, I hit the shot and I'm like, there it goes. And I kind of lost my focus for a second. And then I looked and there was a, a lake on the hole. Uh, like, oh, no. And and I went, oh, my. They went in the, and I'm trying to go, no, no, it didn't. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to change my That's, own mind about it. Right. But I'm like, you lost focus. The, just be with it, Peter. You went in the water. You'll still get you 17 more birdies. You can still do it. Did you go look for your ball in the water? <laughs> Got the snorkel out and went for it because that was very important, special ball to me. Of course. It's yeah, the, it's the one great. that grandfather found it. In gave fact, you. I brought it with me. Yeah. There oh, it is right there. Wow. Wow. Woo. Here, catch. That, that would be great if you bought Alex. a ball retriever out for that. You catch that one, it. Alex? Here, toss it here. He's got, here we go. Whoa. Oh, there we go. Oh. The ball from Dude, the Dude, he lake. marked it. Like is that, that an encore? I think it is. That's a Vero X2. Yeah. Ooh. Let me see. He's playing it. I didn't know you were playing wow. encore. Wow. I know the best balls to play. 300, wow. 392 dimples. Wow. I just counted. You know, I don't always use a golf ball, but when I do. Yeah. It's in good I shape. Use okay. Okay. All right. All right. I got to ask some questions. Here. Okay. Here we go. Uh-oh. Here we go. This is just like on the surface level, absolute wackadoodle. Yes. Shut, uh, I mean, no. Okay. Yeah. Right, surface level. Well, let me, you know. Wow. But like, he's actually brilliant. But then you're I, like, I mean, oh. I don't know, but I'm excited to see you play Griff in a match uh, this week, right? Yeah. Um, but like, dude, also in the golf industry, people are buying square golf shoes because they think it's going to make them better. So I'm willing to try anything. <laughs> no. yeah. You say it could help my golf. Well, I, I was listening to this as like a mental exercise. I the U.S. the U.S. team could have used this man at the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Did they, did they did they ever they, approach they, you? They forgot to get back to me. It's, it's oh I need God. something like the Country Club adjacent to spread the word a little more, give me a little more validity here. Yeah. Uh, so that the, the well, where are your guys? Yeah. Where are I mean, the guys? I, I, Boom. Like you know, you hear of like. Baseball teams practicing plays, like Little League teams practicing without a ball. Um, basketball teams sometimes will do drills just like without one. But 
you know, I, I think there could be value at like trying to genuinely play a full round of golf without a ball. Oh, a hundred percent. Your way through the course. When, watch what happens in your mind. When I was first, like when, when, when Griff first introduced us to you and this idea, I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. But then after hearing you explain it, I'm like, Oh, oh it's starting to click oh, and i was like okay i could see the benefits of that i could see why that would be fun uh and so now i'm like i don't i, I don't want to caddy for you griff he wants to play, I well, play the match. Look, look at i mean i'm gonna way. caddy for you i'm look at this I, way I play. most of the time you play around a golf you walk off <laughs> of course needs a way to play golf yeah. <laughs> i always need golf. a way like, i'll play invisible okay, golf dude be the worst caddy ever like generally <laughs> like you know what shot. let me just right, take yeah. this he shot he runs up and takes a shot for you right there you go i like that <laughs> <laughs> you can team I've up i've never but... seen Stas caddy before but this is i understand now why yeah you just can't do it i can't do it i have eight, i have i'm too excited <laughs> <laughs> I'm like four years old in my head, so I'm uh, very excited for you. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you had some more questions. You're yeah. So so you must have thing. a lot of um, course records then. <laughs> they don't seem to accept them in the clubhouse. Or, <laughs> See, that's or bullshit. Or as my NCGA handicap or anything. That's I've I've yet to pierce through that one. But uh, yeah, there should be. A, so you have a handicap as a with with a ball. <laughs> I used to. I don't currently. You don't currently. Well, what do you usually shoot with with a ball? With a ball these days, it's mid nineties. Mid nineties. Has your game improved since starting the no ball? See, so <laughs> the when I was playing, can enough, we package this and market it as a training aid? Yes, is what I'm trying to get. No, absolutely, and you can. can so, I have an empty box? box. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love can that. he have equity in the we deal? Can, we can work in negotiations. <laughs> can we sell <laughs> this invisible ball? Jake right? wants invisible equity. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so the the trick there, when I was playing enough. Because if you don't play enough, you're not going to improve. But when I was playing without a ball and with a ball, I would find myself making longer putts, making more putts, just stepping in with so much more confidence, noticing the shots were being much better. Because we know that your mind doesn't can't tell the difference between something you vividly imagine and what's actually true. That's proven. And so if we can vividly imagine and really hold it in our bodies, then we are adding to it. So it is at its core a training aid to with for your mind mm -hmm. and for your confidence stepping into the shot right and so i showed it to a friend of mine who's a teaching pro down in san diego and she's like i love this i'm gonna i'm gonna use this right so she used it some with some people down in san diego and got results with it in fact she's one who led, she led me to eric she said this guy's making a documentary you should call him up Right. So then I called up Eric. This is 10 years ago. I called up Eric. I said, hey, you're doing a, a golf documentary about the mental game. Here's what I do. I play without a ball. Um, and he says, well, come on down. I'll film you. Right. So we met at Griffith Park and we played nine holes and and uh, filmed me without a ball. And his documentary is still getting put together. So it never came out. So 10 years later, I get this note that, hey, look at this on Instagram. It's you. And they're talking on his podcast about me playing without a ball, which has sparked all this 1.6 million views that they've had on the little 45-second clip there on the Random Golf Club. And that's how I come to know you guys and how I'm here. And so it's an intriguing idea if you can sit with it for a minute, right? Mm. If you just discount it off the top, because mm -hmm. of course I'm playing for the ball because I want to score and I want to get better and I want to beat somebody and I want my ego is attached to how well I play and I'll buy those shoes and give me that hat if it helps and right putting a chapstick on it, it's gonna yeah all right it's like anything i can do to get better because the game is set up so much that 
it's a, can I get better? Can I get better? Can I get better? Yep. And it's all better in that physical realm because there very seems to be very little. Can I enjoy it more? Can yeah, I we don't think about be? that part. Are yeah. you happy? Can would, I be with the game? Like would, very few parents ask their kids, are you happy? Right. Yeah, and that's how I always play. Like I'll drop three or four balls just to hit a good shot so that I feel good. Yep. And so... You That's know. what you have over the rest of us. Like you're out there to be happy. Exactly. We're out there to get better. And at the end of the round, we feel like shit and you feel good. <laughs> I'm like, you hell can, yeah, what's for dinner? Yeah. You can call Peter crazy all you want, but if you think about it, at the end of your round, most of the time, you're frustrated and feel like shit. Yep. And that take that you that goes home with you and affects other areas of your life. He's taken that out of the equation. So that impacts his overall happiness in his yeah. life. And who's crazy now? Yeah. And, who's and crazy now? And, and the way I look at it, it's like people are playing so seriously. And of course, I'm guilty of this as well. And they're taking golf so seriously. And it's like, for what? For what? You're not, You're not even a, a professional. You're not making any real money at it. It doesn't affect any aspect of your life. Your life. So it's like, why, why? are you taking it seriously? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I heard a There's quote. The question. I heard a quote the other day talking about amateurs getting frustrated. It said, you're not good enough to get mad. Ooh, nice. And it's, think about it's true. it. true. Right, and you think that if you get better, you're going to be happy. No. no. But what happens? You get it a gets, little better, and then you want to get a little more yeah, better. It's worse. Then you want a little, it's worse. Then maybe I'm something, right? And then your ego kicks in at a whole other level, and then it's better, and then it's another coach. It's like we have totally four. We are in danger of missing the whole point. Holy shit, that's yeah. powerful. Quote. And so I've reframed four in this whole new way. It's like, it's not just you might get hit by the ball. You might miss the purpose of being out here because you never even asked yourself, why am I here? What am I really doing? This is a game. Is it a game that I want to enjoy or is it a game so maybe my ego gets better somewhere down the road or we never even ask ourselves and and dang it the same thing's true with life too often always right? wow. or, or always <laughs> this, yeah uh, this is legitimately a one of the most powerful conversations i've had in golf so uh let me ask you this <laughs> you pay full price green pe- green fees yep to play without a ball yep i remember the first time i'm Does, like am i going to ask them nope i've got to just be it's got to be all in really that's how it's been wow. for me now is that required no ben if you've got the luxury that you can talk your way out of saving some money all for it. After right. this podcast, hopefully but nationally, I, there will be a Peter Melton discount. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The no yeah, ball you discount. You get 20% off your green fee. <laughs> it takes balls to play I without a ball. I do see the value in, like, if you pay for a class, right, you're going to spend more time, like, in learning the subject and, and integrating into it. So I do see the value of, like, mentally paying full price. As a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> this goes against everything. I'm leaving there's, the podcast right now. <laughs> there's no chance that you can't finagle a little bit of the golf shop oh, That's there right. And still feel okay about the round. You're still doing the thing. That's, that's right. You know, I think that absolutely should be like, hey, um, I play in what? Two hours? Like, how long does it take to play? <laughs> well, it depends who's in front of you and how many people are getting yeah. weird with you. Yeah, you can't hit into him, Jake. If you go out and- <laughs> <laughs> I just fly right over, go in the hole, pass him up. Well, unbelievable yeah. unbelievable yeah. i know you were still in the fairway but i had it over you and in yeah. the hole and i'm just going by you. i'm gonna right. swing that'd be by. funny to watch kind of play through on a par three and then hit your invisible shot and they're like what did i just watch yeah i mean i guess i would 
consider maybe just playing through. Like, I'm not going to hit them. They're like 10, yard, 10 feet to the right of the pin. Like, you know, like, <laughs> they're like, what are you doing? But don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. You're so, good. through. Excuse I'm, me. I'm learning to play golf and be happy at the same time. You should try it. <laughs> right. If you go out by yourself, open day, nobody's out there. How long does it take you to play? Um, boy, I've only done that a few times. And it's not about the rush, too. I don't want it to be rushed. I'm not trying to save time. In fact, the first time I played, I went out by myself, and there was a threesome in front of me. And, I'm, and they're like, go ahead of us. I'm like, no. I'm daring, like you say, I want to get all of this. Make me play slow. Make me feel whatever this is. The first time I played nine. Whatever this is going to be, make me feel it mm-hmm. as much as I can. So I'm sure you could zip through if nobody was there. I'm sure you can get zip through in two hours. Um, do you, you ever, you live in Northern California, right? Yep. Um, do you ever um, just smoke weed and then go and do this? I have not chosen to do it. I, I'm I'm jealous of the way you guys have done that. I was just watching the Go to the Golf uh, show on Acid uh, one. <laughs> that was beautiful. I'm like, I need to... I've talked to people. I said, I think I should do ayahuasca. They go, Peter, you're already there. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't really? need to do ayahuasca. <laughs> you're already there. Like, well, I saved some money there. Okay, yes, but... I still want to yeah, try that. Story. I feel like that could only enhance uh, I think it my, would. I, uh, my like journey. Yep, whatever you know, your choice of drug that gets playing. you a little looser so you're not so held to your rigid upbringing in the game and yeah. upbringing in life, if that serves you, I think it would be hilarious. Have you have you ever got mad at yourself while playing without a ball? No. Wow. <laughs> there it is. Nice. There it is. Wow. Mission accomplished. No, because it becomes not about the score at all. Yeah, but have you ever you haven't played somebody in a match invisible? I've never so played like, anybody that's in a where match. Griff and I get very upset at each other. This, when yeah. we're playing not against each other, we have genuinely the much better time if we're like on the same team or like yep. just playing uh, like uh, you know just not in a match. Um, but it's the uh, can be the absolute worst sometimes if we're playing in a match. So, like we will tear each other down to the point where oh, it's, well, that's, it's not no fun to be around. <laughs> we have to apologize to each well, other in the parking lot. That's it, right? That's the crazy thing about competition yeah. or getting better or this whole society that we've set up. If we want to be honest with ourselves, that we're all one up in and we all need to feel better. So we got to tear somebody down, or we love to watch the news because it shows the worst shit that's going on. And so at least my life's not that bad. All that stuff that that if we could possibly dare to shift that, right? Like, I'm looking forward to playing in a competitive no-ball golf round just to see if anything does stir up in me, right? Because by myself, it never, it hasn't. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm here to see how much joy I can find in this round. Yeah, so uh, we're here to do this match to take that joy away from me. Good. <laughs> I, I, I call on the challenge. And if anyone could do it, it's Jake. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's Jake. Jake will find ways. Yeah, and, and, and the insults, wow. I'm looking forward to the insults. Yeah. It's like, come on, test me. These guys will test me. Yeah, now it seems like my challenge. I, I almost don't want a caddy for you today. Caddy for Griff and see if we There you go. Yeah. Or a caddy for me and just be the absolute worst caddy ever. That tells me the meanest thing. <laughs> so so what kind of uh what kind of clubs do you use? <laughs> I'm curious about that. Yeah, I bought myself a COVID set of bazooka somethings. I don't oh, I've never really been into yeah. clubs. Do you, just... do you ever think that your game could be better invisibly if you got fitted for irons? Absolutely. For <laughs> That's funny. I'm packing my bag today and my girlfriend says, Are you taking your clubs down there? I'm like, I guess I really don't have to, but I'm going to. <laughs> Um, because when you play without a ball, right, you really could play without clubs too if you want yeah. to. You could play without the golf course. But you did bring okay. your club. I brought my club. You flew them out. I flew them out all the way from San Jose. It's. I would assume that it's um, it, it's better with swinging a club, right? Yes, for sure. 
And if yeah. I got fitted for clubs and I had a fancy set of clubs, my my ego would rise, right? So you might play even better. And I could even play even better. Wow. Although the purpose is to try to let the ego sit over here and right. and let right. me be golf, right? So, and I'm I'm writing this fable about a frustrated golfer that's going side by side with my experience here. That's like, how can I be with the whole game that I'm not Peter trying to handle this test and do good and then feel good, right? It's like, I am golf. I am golf happening, wow. right? And, and my story I'll tell you a little bit about is called Conversations with Par. This frustrated golfer says, how in the hell can I make this fun again? And then starts hearing voices, right? And he says, well, what's his voice? It's, it's me, Par. Par, Par who? Par. Par, par. <laughs> it's like like the par from golf? He's like, yeah, is there any other par? He's like, no, not that I know of, right? There's, there's parcheesy. There, well, parcheesy, that's true. Mm. Could have been. Could have been, been parcheesy. Maybe been. I missed the whole thing. <laughs> no. <Gotta rewrite. laughs> Shit. There you go, ruining me. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, no. We got to the golf course. <laughs> no, but uh, so, so this opportunity that, so he asked him, what do you think par is, right? And it's like par is a measuring device pars of, mm -hmm. if i do good i get par right if i don't do good i don't get par it's just measuring and pars like that's like the least of what i am i am golf right i am you excited getting ready i am you driving to the course i am everybody coming to play i am all all of it and here comes the green and the grass and the trees and the birds and the flowers and the all of it and the adventure of being in this golf bubble for five hours and going around this course with your friends or new people or in competition or not, and, and you've missed the point again. Par goes on to say four, right? You've missed the point. And you've missed the point of par, and you missed the point of golf. And you may be, this may be tying into your life as well, where you're just not asking yourself the right questions about who am I? What am I doing? Why am I playing? What am I living for? What is my purpose? All these things come up and, and they're too easy to just pop up and then go, I don't know what my purpose is. Forget, you know, hmm. but it's like, wait, your purpose is to decide what your purpose is. Have you done drugs before? Yes. Okay. I will give them some credit, but not very some much. Some credit. Okay. But I can't, mm -hmm. I can't deny the fact that I have. No, uh, I think what you just said was beautiful. Like, I, yeah. I, really I, I like, love it. Yeah. No, I'm a pro drug. Mark that down for a clip. I'm pro drugs. And then, um, did any of this, was this inspired by Buddhism or Stoicism? Yeah, so my spiritual belief is oneness, which is very Buddhist, but that it's all it's all one thing happening here. Golf is all one thing, but you life is are, When you say you are golf, we're all one unit. We're it's, all, it's all one thing. you're part so of it. Yeah. The, the example I love that is beautiful, that I've also written a little fable about, is the ocean. So the ocean expresses as a wave. And if the wave forgets that he's with the ocean, that he is the ocean expressing, and a wave takes on human consciousness, then the wave's going, ah, what's going on here? Ah, why are you chasing me? Right? To the wave behind it. He's like, dude, chill. It's just the big ocean. We're all just ocean happening. No, that's not it. Right? That we've, we've missed that we are the ocean expressing. So I am a wave. But at the same time, I'm the ocean expressing. And when the wave dies into the shore, it goes back as the ocean and returns to the place it never left. Right? But we've tricked ourselves out of that. I think our human condition was set up by us in the ultimate sense to say, let's play this game where we're going to forget that we're all of it. 
and we're going to experience what it would be like to feel individuated and separate and alone and all these different things and yearn for that connection all the time. And, and so I believe that that's what's happening with life. I believe that's what's happening with the cosmos. I believe that's what's happening with golf is we set up this beautiful way to be separate from the course, separate from the grass, separate from the hole, separate from each other, compete against each other, and, and just set up this crazy-making possibility that we play and we try to have fun and sometimes we do and we try to get better and sometimes we do and we drink afterwards because that helps and sign me up for the next round. It's so funny you say it because I was telling them we microdosed in a match, but I was thinking if I took a full dose of mushrooms, I was telling them the conclusion I wanted to come to and think I might come to is we go out and golf and it's you versus the golf course. You're mm. two separate entities. And if you are dosing the right amount, you are the you are part of the golf course. So it's not me versus anymore. It's me. I'm part of this. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm I, me and the golf course are one unit. So it's not this tension that I'm trying to beat my enemy here. Yeah. There's no enemy here. We're one unit and I'm playing part of myself. That's and very... that's a whole different experience. And that's what I wanted to get from it. And you've come to that conclusion on your own. So that's beautiful. It's a very shroom thought, yeah. you know? And it's, like, interesting because the way shrooms are all connected, you know, through the mycelium network, like, our our brain is designed very similarly to that. So, yeah, it is interesting the way that we've set up society to separate us, you know, create different tribes where everyone's, you know, angry and, and fighting against each other as opposed to working together. You know, I, I, I think about this all the time with like the monetary system and, and how it works. It's very much, it's fake. Everything is fake. The only thing that's real is what's happening every single moment. Everything that's not directly being perceived by you in a particular moment is not reality. It's it's fiction in one way or another, or it's man-made or it's invented, and it's basically thrust upon you from when you're born uh, and you're conditioned to believe it. So uh, I totally understand that that thinking and being one with golf. I just, you know, it's crazy because you see golf on TV, and it's, it's always a competition. It's competition. always been a competition. And so it's weird to remove the idea of competition from golf, whether it's you versus the golf course, whether it's you versus your opponent, and just be in the golf Interesting. Be golf. Be Two golf. words. Mm -hmm. Be golf. Be golf. It's not you playing golf anymore. Right. It's not a test. It's not. It's not a competition. It is a blending. It is mm -hmm. a love affair. The sun and the moon. The sun and the earth. Right. If the earth doesn't fall in love with the sun, none of this happens. Right? right. It's like if I can find that for myself in moments of life, in moments on the golf course, to say. This is me. This is, I am this whole golf experience. Yeah. I hit a bad shot with a ball and it's just like, <laughs> okay, that's where I go to the next shot. That's where the magic of the next shot starts. Okay. I'm, why am I so caught up in the score? Why am I so caught up in the ball? Wow. What, what have we done here? That would have really helped at the Ryder Cup. You should <laughs> have <laughs> literally, been their oh my coach goodness. At the Ryder Cup. <laughs> Guys, just be just the, be one with John Rom. <laughs> you are John Rom. You are John Rom, and John Rom is you. That's right. Wow. You John are Rahm. Europe. There's no border. You are Europe. All these flags <laughs> and all these different things to separate us. It's a it's a trick we're playing yeah. on ourselves yeah. at the deepest and level. Look what happens. Zach Johnson ends up crying. Well, he you, was not one with golf. Well, guys, I I don't always use a golf ball. 
But when I do, it's Encore. It's goddamn right. Encore, the greatest ball to be played with or to imagine to be played with. Want more? Encore. Want more? Encore. Encore. Want more? Encore. Want more to this bit? We got a chant. You don't have to use your imagination anymore. It's a reality. Yeah. Encore. Hit good shots with Encore. Hmm. Do you ever actually just want to play with a golf ball? Encore. Encore. Do you want to hit the ball a little bit further? Encore. Practice your juggling? Encore. Do you want less frustration in your golf game? Encore. Do you want more frustration in your golf game? Encore. <laughs> more spin? Encore. Less spin? Encore. More, more? Less, less? Encore. 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 We're going to continue this break to tell you about a new podcast that's part of the Almost Friday Network called Will and Rusty's Playdate. Just had a chance to check this one out, and it is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, what's your favorite part of it? Uh, I loved when they were doing their business pitches. Uh, those were absolutely fantastic. Mm. Those two guys really know what they're doing on there. So check it out and make sure to follow them on Instagram at playdate.pod. Back to the show. We're, we're talking about how Jake is absolutely in competition with every single element of his entire life. And I, we were on Mushrooms and we <laughs> tapped on it a little and he started to get it. He felt it. He started to see it. Which is why I'm like, Jake needs to do mushrooms more in bigger doses. Bigger doses. Bigger doses. Slowly, incrementally. I mean, or I could just hang out with Peter. There you or you could hang out with that, Peter. Or that. You know? I'm drugs. He's drugs, you are dude. Drugs. He's golf he and he's drugs. drugs. Golf and drugs. The ultimate sponsorship. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, already, like, when I'm super high, I just see Peter. There you go. Glowing like, oh, in my new drugs. shirt. <laughs> you are Peter. There you are. You're Peter. You, you didn't are know Peter. Did you not know that? We are Peter. <laughs> We're all Peter. We're all Peter. We're all Peter Griffin. Yeah, <laughs> Lois, honey. Lois, uh, did you make me a sandwich, Lois? Uh, got some beers at the clam, Lois? Uh? That all that being said, what did you think of this? Just the Ryder Cup and how it's this nasty competition, and people get heartbroken, and it's so caddies start so yelling, money at players on the line. Like, what do you make of the Ryder Cup? <laughs> well, it's such a perfect photocopy of our society we've been talking about we're we have set this thing up to be a competition to be this free market to be capitalism and consumerism and more and more better ego ego is everything winning is everything yep and if winning is everything and winning is where you get your feel good then good luck you're going to end up pissed you're going to end up acting out you're going to end up having it all riding on whether this happens or not and then we're not also don't train ourselves to deal with disappointment, which is another thing that golf in general can serve as is how do I deal with the highs and lows? But we haven't done that for ourselves as a society. We seem to be getting farther and farther from that. And technology takes us farther and farther from that. And here's all these hits and all these likes and all this, everything that can it's just become. So you just play it out in all these different pictures and you play it out in the Ryder Cup. And there it is. U.S. versus Europe, all the pressures, any of the political stuff you want to throw in, any of the competition and live and PGA and mix and match. And it's just all of our stuff, all of our stuff is set up to be this competition, to be this. If you win, you're good. And if you don't, you're not. That word in the middle 
Europe versus America, the evil word versus. It's a competition right there. Is, yeah. is, is that the root of all evil versus? Uh, had not thought of it that way. I think there's a way that that versus could be a cooperative game, if you will. They do this in, in some of the progressive schools now, that it's cooperative learning and cooperative games. Learn to play games that are not about winning and losing, but how we can lift each other, how we can experience each other mm -hmm. together. And but we're just so far down that other road. That, that, that sounds disgusting to people. It sounds people. disgusting. It's it like, how am like, I going to get an ego boost if we're just playing it's for the a, Oh, it's a participation trophy right. world. Oh, we can't that, do that. We can't just honor someone for showing up. you got to do better. But right. we can agree that Zach Johnson picked the worst team, right? <laughs> we can agree with about that, right? I wish I was smart <laughs> enough to compliment. Com uh, Contemplate. Contemplate that to contribute to talk. What word am I looking for? Um, I don't know enough about all the golfers to do that. No. It sure didn't work out. It sure didn't work out. No. So based surely on results, he did poorly. Based surely on that, he did very poorly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, I was so prepared to just talk so much shit, but after hearing Peter I know, I don't even want to talk. I'm like, no. Me too. I, I was ready to be like, like about Zach Johnson or the team is really going to like, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah, matter. I feel bad about it now. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, this was the the year that the first time I ever cheered for Europe, based solely on Zach Johnson's poor decisions. So mm. I don't know. I'm satisfied with the results, <laughs> and I feel vindicated because we we really made some uh, interesting points early on in his selections, and uh, we were right about all of them. So good for us. Yeah. Can you shift your perspective? What it seems like you've done, mm -hmm. and what you guys do as a whole, right? You're here. To what? To to do a chiropractic on the world of golf. Right? Yep. To say, wait Love a minute. Love that way of we putting it. We don't have to do it that old way. That's our mission statement. Yeah. We're here to do a chiropractic <laughs> on the golf world. We're here to crack you up. <laughs> there you go. So, See? Uh, for but like, just to talk about the Ryder Cup for a little bit, because there's okay. like there such an insane week of golf. Y yes. I think the two things that really stand out to me is one that like the USA players were not having fun. No. Mm. The a lot of the week I think Max Homa got there and like cuz he knew it was just theater, you know, and he yep. is a performer. Yeah. And I think he found a way to like have the best time in that environment. You know who had the he worst could also take a joke. You know who had the worst time? Brian Harmon. Oh, he's I didn't a, he's, even pay attention. What happened? Yeah, he was just such a downer out there. He just was like shaking his head and you know, just being just a he just seemed like not happy to be there. He's him so and, him and Homa play well together one match and they won. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the time I just kept every shot I saw him hit, he was just like Ugh. See if they would have played with an invisible golf ball, none of that would have happened. Yeah. Right. Oh, imagine a Ryder Cup with the invisible golf ball. Ooh, the cameraman can stay on it a lot easier. Yep. That's true. <laughs> and when the guy goes to mark his ball on the green, yeah. Everyone's waiting because they have no idea where it is. <laughs> He's like, Great oh, for Divis. Maybe, maybe for next year. We can do a petition. Well, I was actually, just to yeah. like go back to that and we'll go back to the Ryder Cup, but like uh, when we, because we're shooting a YouTube video, should we put shot tracers on your Ooh. shots? Are you, Absolutely. Like, we you have to. Tell them where they go. Like, goes, yeah. Or? Oh, yeah. We're doing shot tracers. 100%. Beautiful. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I was just you're, wondering. Like, yeah, oh, you're out of your mind to think we're not doing shot tracers. You, you have it like a shot. Going to be Corbin. Yeah, our shot tracer guy's going to love this because it's be, like truly up to him, I guess. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so funny. So, <laughs> right, the shot tracer guy decides where the ball goes, and then we have to play from there. So, yeah. all so power this, to the shot tracer. This is interesting because this will probably be the first time that anybody has ever seen your ball, your not ball, go anywhere. 
Yeah. To see where the invisible ball goes. And that's based off of your verbal agreement to the camera. There you go. So. Wow. It will be seen. The scene will be, the unseen will be seen. Wow. Yes. We're getting extra deep now. Are yeah. you excited about that or? Are there much? This is, I think this is. <laughs> there are. <laughs> I think this is string theory in effect. We got some quantum entanglement untangling here. Yeah, Whoa. this has to be string theory. The second try didn't work. Um, but. Uh, Stotts, do you have any more Ryder Cup? I just want to like put a bow on this before we. <laughs> Uh, in terms of Ryder Cup, no, I'm satisfied with the results. We're we told keep talking about string. For the rest no, of the he I shifted mean, his he shifted his perspective. Yeah, <laughs> he shifted his perspective and was able to enjoy something that was very easily unenjoyable mm -hmm. because he was just seeing it for the game. Or yeah, just, what the heck? I'm going to root for the other guys. I'm going to root for the bad guy. I used to do yeah. that as a kid. Okay, here comes the Wicked Witch on the Wizard of Oz. I'm going to root for her because I get mm -hmm. too scared if I root for Dorothy. Yeah, right. So how can we shift what we're talking about? How can we own a different perspective? and a different purpose for watching so because we're all as spectators too we get caught up we want the best competition we want our guy to win we want our team to win mm -hmm. we get we're so tribal right with all our sports that folks freaking beat each other up in the stands mm -hmm. literally 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 that 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 they're so lost in the competition of it all so i think the gift the possible gift here is huh how caught up am i in the competition, in our side winning, in me being right about my prediction, in all these things that we have been trained since babies to do, can we begin to untangle that to get to a place where I could enjoy whatever happens on the Ryder Cup or the Rams game or whatever? Right. Well, the way I would have enjoyed the Ryder Cup is if Zach Johnson was a better person. But on like a physical sense for the Ryder Cup... I, I, it's like their argument has been made that like, um, oh, Europe won without any live guys, right? Yeah. And I think just look at the European players that went to live were past their prime. Yes. The America players, American players that went to live are a hundred percent in, in their, prime, their prime. Some of the best golfers in the world. Still. If yeah. So to like, leave them off the team. Right. Big mistake. That's where the USA straight up didn't have a chance. Exactly. They, I guarantee you, the Ryder Cup would have been closer if Bryson was there and. Um, you know, instead of Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Spieth. Spieth. But the uh, thing is, Spieth was going to get picked no matter what. Yeah, Justin Spieth Thomas ended up playing better yes. than, than Spieth by far. Yeah, but, uh, like, take out, like, Ricky Fowler. Take out, like, let's let's see. Uh, Sam Ryder. Sam, Sam Burns. Take out Ricky Burns. Fowler. Yeah, take yeah. out Sam Burns. And then take out, because uh, I, I, I think Jordan Spieth would have been picked no matter what. Yeah, um, Paul Morikawa didn't do anything. Uh, he would have been picked no matter what, too. Oh, was he in the top six? No, he was top six. He was top he six. Was. Um, who else, who else would have not been picked? Who else could have not been picked? Sam Burns, definitely. Ricky got picked. Ricky got picked. I think they could have left him off. Um, let me look and see here. But regardless, I, I think it's just like that plain and simple of like, obviously the Americans did not have their best players and European, there was nobody from live. They would have taken, but they could have qualified. But our guys that did do well, Jews. The Jews okay. saved America. They really they did. did hold it down. The Jews held it down. Like, we would have looked worse if it weren't for the Jews. Yeah. The Jews came in and made America look good. So if you're one of those guys, it's like, I don't like the Jews. Well, look what they did for your country. Mm -hmm. Might want to yeah. rethink that. So you are Jews. Let's say we you, are Jews. Let's say we are. We are all. I may Jews. not have gone to synagogue <laughs> and had a bar mitzvah, but I am Jewish. So let's say they replace Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, and Justin Thomas with Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, and maybe either Taylor Gooch or Patrick Reed. Yeah. yeah. That team is a lot different 
that team, and I don't and, know if they beat the Europeans, but it it it's going to be a lot closer. Right, and like the live guys have, in essence, more to play for because yes. they're playing for their league to have more notoriety. Yep, the PGA Tour isn't playing for yeah. anything. The energy of the team would have been entirely different, and it would have forced some camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was not only not forced, live and PGA was, into one. Yes, was shucked away. We are live GA, and <laughs> live GA. and I mean, you saw Brooks Kepka had the best record as a captain's pick, even though they he wasn't part of the group that lost nine and seven. Yeah. He he did have the best record as a captain's pick. And then you saw at the end, he obviously did something in the locker room that everyone liked because they took that photo with the smash GC, uh, you know, T-shirts mm-hmm. and hats. So that's interesting. That was a, I think that was really cool, both of the PGA players to participate in and Brooks to make happen because it, it kind of maybe maybe bridged, you know, bridged a gap that was. You know what was happening. funny about that photo to me was that in that photo was all the guys that like supposedly complained about not getting paid for the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. So Brooks was probably like, it'd be funny to put on the, the live jerseys uh, because you will 100% get paid. Yeah. Come over here. Literally. So I think it was like a, a little bit of a troll to the PGA of America. Yes. Uh, posting that photo. I loved it. I, I thought that was hilarious. And I definitely agree that players deserve to be paid for the Ryder Cup, especially since what it sounds like is the PGA Tour takes their talent fee. Uh... Wait, that, what? That's what it sounds PGA like. Tour takes their talent fee. Yeah, the PGA Tour takes the Ryder Cup money that is supposed to be um, given to the players. Yeah, go. So it goes into the pension for the players. So, so they do get so, paid in a way. In a way, yeah, but also, um, you know, like uh, every single player that's ever played on the PGA Tour is benefiting. Like Colt Nost is getting paid from the Ryder Cup because he's in the pension. Uh, every single player. That is that Smiley is, Kaufman. Smiley, yeah, yeah. If you play the PGA Tour, so it's like, yeah, you're getting paid, but like way less than just because you're paying everybody who's ever played professional golf, opposed to just you on the team during that time. Do you have to be on tour a certain amount of years to get I think, that? I think what'd yeah. be cool is like a, a pension fund just for all the Ryder Cup players of all time. Yeah. Right. So at least you're splitting money with just people that it, that's a much smaller group. Yeah. That would be cool because then it's like a real like if you make the Ryder Cup. Holy shit! Like now you're actually set for retirement. Yeah, yeah. Do the, do the yeah. older guys, Phil, who's played in like ten Ryder Cups, does he give up all that pension for going to live? Probably. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I don't He's, know if you give up your PGA Tour pension by going to live. I'm gonna guess you. Do. I'm, gonna, be I'm gonna guess to you paid. do. But yeah. what happens now that they're trying to do some kind of? We don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll never. We know. don't know, but they need. I would love know. that to happen because I love seeing the best players play against the best players, and right now we're not seeing that. Yeah, you so. know what would be helpful is instead of Jay Monahan, uh, Max Homa took over as the commissioner, Ooh. You know, or somebody you know maybe that he knows on a uh, personal level from his community. Yeah, I'm, it's so weird. I'm on the fence about. Synagogue. I'm on the fence about them getting paid for it i definitely think that they should get something no question in my mind that they should get something um but you know it's kind of similar to like olympic athletes they don't they're you know you're playing for the pride of your country to an extent um it is it is it is weird to think about because we've been conditioned to believe that like oh play for the pride of your country but guess how much money they're making they're making and when you think about it that way it's like yeah these these athletes deserve to get paid so you know i don't know what the exact answer is and if it's dishonorable to expect money but 
there definitely needs to be some sort of compensation. Speaking of pride and uh, big sports games, they just had the Asian Games. Oh yeah, which is like the the this Olympics. Is the most epic. Uh, yeah, it's the coolest yeah. fucking dub anyone's ever had ever. in sports. So they just had the Asian Games, which is like the Olympics of Asia, and uh, two guys from Korea, Sung J M and uh, was it Siwoo Kim? Yep. Yep. One by a lot. By, by, like, a lot, by like 25 dominated strokes. the Asian Games as a duo. As a golf. And what's cool is if you live in Korea, it's mandatory for everyone in the country to do 21 months of military service. Mandatory. There are some very, very, very special exemptions. So one this is one of them. They won. A gold medal. They won at the Asian Games. Medal in anything. And they get yeah. exempt from military. How cool is that? They're like, dude, I just played my way out of the army. No. That's got to feel good. Yeah. That's super. You don't. That's not like money on the line. That's not that's, pride. That's, that's like, like two years of your life in the military, and, and then where you could where they would have made millions of dollars in professional. Literally, they, they, that's millions of dollars yeah. with sponsors and everything. That probably saved them twenty five million bucks or more. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, that sucks. And think about that. You go to the military two years. Like when you come out, like you might not. You might have lost your game. Yeah, might not get back on tour. You might be toast as a career. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they that, played that's, their way out of the military. They played their way out of the military. That's that's <laughs> one thing sick. to run to Canada. It's another thing to hit a bunch of range balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They probably would have done it a lot faster if they were not if they were playing with an invisible ball. They yeah, probably could have done it at the Olympics uh -oh. when they had a chance. Um, but good for them. Shout out to them. I I told I I saw this story and I was like, yes, we'll see. My boys made it, dude. They they don't have to do it. They don't have to do the bullshit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Peter, before we go, is uh, is there anything based off of what you said, which is beautiful, is there any, any advice you would love to give to the golf world that you haven't already told us on this podcast? Yeah. Wow. Great question. I think what I'd like to do is just sum up briefly, because a lot of times the, the comments go all over and it, it doesn't tie in a bow. And the way it ties in a bow, back to your question about how is, to some degree, how is this packageable or how does this tangibly hold something is that that you can do it on your own and or we could do a video and explain to people and have some fun and put a little package together just little app things or whatever but oh i'm listening yeah he's listening yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the key i think that i have found in doing this is if you do it enough times for yourself and that doesn't mean a lot i mean play play nine holes five times without a ball or play three holes three or four times at the end of some otherwise nothing round Play 16, 17, and 18 without a ball and just dare to feel it. That that you'll you'll very likely feel something different about your experience. And it'll be a feeling that's like, hey, that's kind of nice. <laughs> no. Right? To take out the crap because our monkey minds go wild with this game and with life. Um, and then bring what you learn from that to your practice swing. You're playing with a ball, everything's normal in your game, but your pre-shot routine becomes a point where you tap into that zen, right? You tap into that calm, that zone, whatever you want to call it. And in your last practice swing, you live it as strong as you can, where that ball's going, where it landed, where it rolled to, where it stopped. And you're like, yeah, right? And physically do something. Physically have something that anchors it. Or when you're a chip or a putt and it's the cling, 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 right? You made that putt. In your mind, you just made that putt and now you step forward to take the ball putt. You made the invisible putt, now you're taking the ball putt. 
And if you incorporate just that little bit into your pre-shot routine and, you know, play without a ball enough times to get you into it and maybe make sure you do it, you know, once a month for a couple of holes or something, if you're a regular golfer, whatever feels right for you, dare to play with other people who are going to question you, dare to play, you know, just to mix it up like you guys do here. How can I do the chiropractic? But then you're stepping up to every single shot with a vision of a beautiful shot in your body, in, in your soul, right? And, and you step up to hit the ball and you're coming with that energy. And that's really the gift of the, what I call the invisible training, right? That, that you can just take it with you instantly after playing a few times and just carry And then you'll forget for a few holes. You know, oh, shit, I haven't even done that again. Right, I didn't visualize a good shot. What was I? Why am I not giving myself this gift that's sitting right here? Imagine a great shot, feel it, step up and hit, and then it goes wherever it goes. Okay, it went there. Right? Okay, that's where we should take the next shot from, and and move on from there. And then the invisible is part of who you are, and you can tap. It's it's a frequency that you're tapping into for your own mental game, and for your own enjoyment. Because you'll also remember, oh, yeah, I don't have to freak out about this other stuff. I can let, remember how I let go of my monkey mind a little bit when I played nine holes? Remember how that felt? And I noticed birds and flowers and stuff I never even saw before. I said hi to some stranger going by instead of just being, is this a seven iron or a six iron? I don't know, right? It's, I got to get this right. I screwed this up last time. Or... So it, it gives you a chance to tune in uh, before your shot. To, to give yourself more enjoyment, more confidence, and to enjoy your shots more. That is beautiful, Peter. I love it. Thank you so much yeah, for thank doing a you. podcast. My pleasure. I think that's about all the time a podcast should be, and I feel like a new golfer today. Yeah, unbelievable yes. stuff, Peter. Yeah. I could not be more excited to watch this uh, in real life. <laughs> yeah. Same. We're going, we're going uh, real life with I didn't know what to expect, but this is this is far beyond what I could have ever yep. imagined. Yeah, I don't wow. see how Listen. Griff can beat you with an invisible ball based nope. on your experience. Yep. yep. Uh, that's my take. I think you'd be the betting favorite. Yep, agreed. 100%. Place your bet. Five to one. Five to one. Five to one. Five to one, I think Thank is Thank you. Fair. That's, that's, that's a good number. all of you guys. And all you out there listening, watching... Blessings. Bye. Come fucking catch these hands, yep. bro.